Friday night, let's have some fun Let's get together and play a ton With Matt and John, and Mike and Bill I almost forgot that other Matt too Friday night games are a group of friends who play and discuss board games almost every Friday for the last two to three years, and some of us even longer. We are currently picking from a variety of different games and playing them. If this is your first time tuning in, expect discussion of gameplay and not a step-by-step instruction on how to play. We are playing Sinister Six. <laughs> we just finished playing Sinister Six. <laughs> So uh, with us today is John and Matt. And we have a phantom player who won't be joining us on the podcast. And it's my wife, Brittany, who also played the game with us. Wow. Uh, we've had a lot of social media hype on this from ourselves. From our, yeah, actually. <laughs> I feel like we're, uh, we're hyping this game up a lot. I like it. Box is beautiful. Game pieces are pretty nice. Yes. I first saw this game on an advertisement on the top banner at Board Game Geek. And so advertising works. Sometimes depends if I like it or not. But I really, it, what drew me was the artwork from the game was the, uh, I, th- I believe the box cover, if I remember correctly. And it reminded me of the movie um, Into the Spider-Verse. Kind of similar art style. I didn't even say what game we're playing. <laughs> anyway. Do you want to do this again? No. <laughs> playing so, Sinister Six, just so if you're listening. We are playing Sinister Six. So I clicked on the advertisement. There is a quick like uh, animated trailer for it, and that was really cool. And it drew me right to it. I was like, I need to have this game. And then I, when I saw that it was available at Gen Con... Because I believe it was available earlier than it was released to the public. I just, when you guys went, I had you pick it up for me as my number one pick. So, you being a giant comic book guy, yes, saw this amazing art that you liked from a movie you liked yeah but it's not it's not the same art but okay. it's, similar it's similar style but you got hooked right away yeah so marketing <laughs> and well, i think marvel knows what they're doing they do you know what <laughs> quick side note when we were at gen con one of the biggest games there was the marvel champions game yeah that they were kind of previewing i don't know if they're releasing i had no idea i didn't get to do either <laughs> <laughs> but it was really big it was yeah. really big there and so like seeing a game like this yeah marvel marvel seems to back up stuff that they that they know is going to be good yeah can't blame them yeah so i noticed you had it number one on your list so when i went to gen con you it was number one why because you had other games on there that were really good i did i like the price point of it because it was it was actually 25 us and i feel like for a game with the marvel label and could have been more money than it was and when i asked actually via um, instagram i was talking to the spin master games and they were like and that's what else i like liked about too they were super connected to anyone on their social media so like i personally messaged them like hey how much is the game told me and they said is it going to be available at gen con can i pre-order it and they were like giving me answers i found out that they sold out sold out they sold out before you guys got there and then of of sinister six yeah and then they got more in stock the day you went oh yeah you know what it was very because when i got it there there seemed to be a lot of copies of it yeah so they sold out and then but it's very common they can only stock so much that's what i gathered a day they can only bring in because there's rules around having your booth right so like when i went there they had a lot but i think by the end of the day we rounded back and they might have had just maybe like just a few copies left so yeah some jazz that you snagged it for me. Yeah, um, I'm glad you're excited. It looks like a fun game. Uh, the art's all there, and like seems like they put a lot of 
thought into everything. One cool note is that at Gen Con, we got the extra character, which was... Hobgoblin. So the only thing that doesn't look as good is that it came with its own token piece, which doesn't look as good as the other token. Yeah, so the token are uh, resin, a plastic hand of the character, and the Hobgoblin Gen Con uh, exclusive or I think it's just a con exclusive is a cardboard that you kind of have to piece together. They don't hold together as well, but I mean, if you're only if you're not playing with the green goblin, you can just use that in yeah, its place. It looks interchangeable. I mean, you can yeah. only play up to 6 anyway. Right, and there's I think the rules are only Now up to I have six. 11 player 11 characters to choose from. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, you could see expansions with more villains, right? Very easily. Mhm. So what are our first reactions? You gave a lot and I like it. Everything I'm seeing, the art Everything I'm seeing looks really good, so can't wait to play this game. Um, We should describe the gameplay. Depending on how many players you're playing with, you start off with four main heists, and then the final heist is the amount you play is determined by how many players you're playing with. So we only had three players. We just had one final heist to go, but it's all random. So you shuffle, I think it's like 25 different heist cards depending on what you lay out determines how many spider-man you have to uh defeat so each card has a each location has a number of spider-man yep and then that's how you choose the number of spider-man to each location yeah so those spider-man are a separate card you have to technically beat with your action cards yep and then the final one is hidden but it automatically because it's a three-player game automatically had four spider-man every final heist will have four spider-man and the amount of heist cards you get with the final one is determined by how many players you have. And then each uh, heist has different loot tokens. And each of those are valued at different points, which are hidden till the very end of the game. Yeah, so each of the loot uh, tokens have different uh, values, and it's hidden from all, all the players. And then you kind of, when you complete the heist, depending on where your player markers are, you get to pick which tokens you want uh, to take. Each of the heists, you need a certain skill set to complete. And depending on how many players you're playing with, depends on how many of these skill sets you need to complete on the heist card. And then each of the Spider-Man card have the different skill sets to beat them as well. So when you're playing with three people, the first three skill sets are covered. So you just have to do three and then the Spider-Man cards. And those are covered depending on the number of players, correct? Correct. The game is uh, three to six players and each player starts off with a set of action cards that they get to play each location yeah it's five action cards and you get one oh and then there's a black market card as well offers like a randomness to the game so and then you can use that to strategize how you want to play the game the objective as the game is to work together to win the heist but you want to be the person with the most loot or the most points at the end of the game so you want to strategize your gameplay to get more points as you're covering up spot using powers on spots and in the locations and beating the spider people that determines your order in which you get to choose the loot the loot you reveal at the end of the game, which has the points, which you're going to add up to determine the winner if you beat the game. Right. If you don't beat the game, everyone loses. Which I think is a cool aspect to the game. So if you, at the end of the game, the heist, you you don't get to cover up any of the skill sets, then you have to beat it in succession. So whoever goes first has to beat the first one. The next player has to beat the one right after that. And if you can't beat it, you lose the game. And then if uh, the next player can't, and so-and-so can't do it, and everyone ends up with zero points. So the game could beat you. Which, in the end, you're... And it's kind of obvious you're trying to play for yourself, but it's also obvious you're trying to beat the game together. So there's a lot of strategy in there. Finish playing the game? 
We did. <laughs> uh, Brittany won by one point. First of all, I like to mention we all beat the game together. Yes. We actually played very well cooperatively. And then what would you score? You scored 70. I scored 70 right on the dot. That was the 70. lowest. Yeah. And then myself, John, got 107. And Brittany got 108. Um, yeah. And it's cool, too, if there's a tie, the person who has less amount of tokens wins the game, basically, because you have more points with less items. But Brittany kicked your butt anyway, so... It's usually what happens. <laughs> <laughs> she actually when we play games together she actually beats me quite often oh really yes it's embarrassing it's and not hilarious. embarrassing she's just better than you yeah it's true <laughs> i beat you often too right I don't, i'm not in it to win <laughs> you're all about the experience that's good right was there any really good moments that happened yeah so for me one of the moments is when we flipped so the there's three different spider-men that you have to defeat in the game. So regular Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, every time you flip one of her cards over, she takes away from the game. And I remember we were like on our third or fourth, third heist, and we had to get up, give up a black market card. And we're all like, uh. Yeah, that was, ki- that was actually really killer. Yeah. Because I was just like, I was saving one, and then I'm like, I have to get rid of this. I'm yeah. like, it's just like man really really it was just kind of like inside i was swearing up a storm i'm like (laughs) all right fine whatever it was a card that could actually hinder you guys it was like one of the ones that i could take away spider-man basically in the game to beat a spider-man you have to place your you have to play an action card that lets you cover up the skills uh, skills sets on the card and so like so for instance if john put two of his on that card i could play this card to get rid of that meaning he doesn't get to choose the loot on it yeah, yeah which is pretty big it was a pretty huge gain for me so it's just kind of disappointing that that happened what i liked about me because one of my i played as the vulture and my one time you get two cards to choose from at the beginning of the game is either like a permanent ability or a one-time use ability um i chose to use the one-time use ability which allowed me to take uh draw two black market cards right into my hand so i, I had like extra black market cards to cycle through yeah, you know what that was, that's actually my point. I remember that, and I was like, "That's a huge turn of this game." Yeah. So, uh, and for me, it was I was able to strategize a little bit and use those. I actually used mine quite well. Um, There's a couple more that I wanted to use, but I never. I forget. I think it was the second or third heist where I could have used the black marker card to cover both skill sets and take that entire card. I was like, I should have done that. But when we scored the, that heist, we didn't get to that. We wouldn't have gotten to my uh, tokens anyway, so the end of the game and it really didn't matter. But yeah, I thought yeah. I definitely when you play that card, I'm like, oh, you're gonna get. It was a clear advantage, right? Yeah. Uh, my special ability was uh, I had Mysterio, and I chose the permanent one, which would let me once per round discard a black market card to get another one, which was actually really awesome. Yeah. Until I had to discard my black market card, <laughs> <laughs> so that really sucked. But I will say. I did have an unfair advantage to play this game because I guess someone that has play tested the game said I should play as the vulture for that specific so you reason. Cheated. No, <laughs> okay. I used I used information to my advantage. Uh, you know what? You know what? Usually I do that because when I <laughs> when I when we come to these podcasts, one of us usually has to play the game ahead of time. I play the game with myself, yeah, and therefore I have the advantage because I'm deciphering a strategy before i go play with you guys yeah, that's so, why i always win fair. i get it yeah and this is why i always win yeah <laughs> advantage experience right what about you what are some best moments for you honestly that that black market one 
was awesome because like because once you did that i'm like oh wow you had you, you know the black market cards could be a huge advantage because you, you could mess around with the game basically and i'm like especially in that final round i feel like we didn't us three didn't do it a lot but i feel like if you're more comfortable with the game you would throw around those cards like crazy to try oh, and yeah. like oh this is the last round i'm gonna try and screw you i'm gonna try and screw you and i'm gonna try to like win but yeah no i, I thought that was huge that was a huge moment and then the other moment was kind of like um when we had that final boss the final heist i was like oh this is hard i actually had a moment where i'm like i don't think we're gonna be able to do this mm-hmm. but we got a bunch of doubles so luckily i oh, played a double yeah and then uh your boss Brittany, played a double <laughs> <laughs> and i think you played a double too yes i did i right. don't remember Probably. so but we all we kept playing doubles and that's actually how we it actually seemed a lot easier we beat it really easily but what was hard about it is we had all miles morales miles was and... the one who was doubles yeah so we had two of the same skill set on each card so it kind of put it at a little disadvantage but we were still able to yeah, I think it, line, it really lined up with our cards yeah. and our and our turn order too. So, uh, every round, you determine a turn order by pulling up one of your Sinister Six cards, which also lets you, some of them let you draw black market cards, uh, and then the ones that don't have a really low value, so you know you're probably gonna be going first or something. Whoever drew the cards was how the turn order went, so lowest to highest, like first, second, and third. Yeah, I couldn't see any real strategy in my head for like why you might go third. I mean, there could be. Maybe you maybe you want to use your black market card. Yeah, I would I would pick like maybe if we had six people, maybe three would three or four would be a good good spot to to go. Uh, especially like if you have a black market card that allows you to remove a player marker, right? And you can just go first anyway. Yeah, yeah true. Like if like the one I had remove a Spider Man, I go six, remove a Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Or I go first, remove Spider-Man. Yeah, I guess there's some strategy in there. Yeah. So uh, of all the mechanics, did anything go poorly or did anything work really well? Anything really stand out? I mean, the game, it all worked really well together. I don't feel like there's anything that super stood out to me, except for the the Spider-Gwen taking away from the game and how that could really hurt. I wish we had more of her cards in in our draws. We only had two unfortunately, but I feel like if we had more of her cards, it'd be more detrimental to our gameplay which I think would be cool. I like the randomness of the board as well, you know, because you mean I never play the same game twice, mm-hmm. which is cool. Oh, sorry. I really liked the the Spider-Man cards because they're actually really well thought out. So, like, uh, what did you say? Miles? I'm not really good with names, but Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Okay, so Miles Morales had double ability. So, basically, all his cards were, like, if you had to use strength, you'd have two strengths on this card. Yeah. Spider-Man was two different things. And then both of those added more uh, heist items, more points to get, basically. Yep. While Spider-Gwen. Okay, she stole. So, that was kind of a cool mechanic. So, hers was kind of like Spider-Man. Her abilities on her card to beat her would be different but then she would have to take away stuff from the pot, yeah. from the points. So that was actually really cool. So I really like that aspect to it, especially the discovery for me. I'm like, you know, I didn't even clue in that the one guy had, you know, the same ability you had to beat until like the final battle. Until we yeah. drew three of them. And I'm like, oh, hey, they're all the same. Yeah. You know, that's a really good discovery. I also really liked the special abilities. You choose a character and you get to choose one special ability that you can use throughout the game. The only problem I see with the, having just the two cards with that is that if you play the game often enough it'll be a little bit predictable 
Yeah. I like cause it was our first gameplay. I I didn't look at all the special abilities when I opened the game, right? So I was like, I had no idea what anyone could do. So on a really cool note, my other ability, which I discarded, was use any ability that's not being used in the game. Oh, that makes sense. So you had that Mysterio, was right. Yeah, I did pick Mysterio. So that was actually really cool. But I'm like, I don't want to spend like the next 20 minutes trying to look through every discarded card to figure out what to play. Yeah. So I discarded that one just to speed up. You know, just so we can actually jump in the game. Yeah, but I liked your your card was cool. My the one I chose. Yeah. Well, they were both good. I don't know what your other one was. Listeners, you're probably not going to hear. We did, we actually went through all the cards and we were just like, okay, what do we think is the most powerful? They all seem pretty balanced, but for me, I feel like any of the ones that let you look at all the numbers in an active heist are probably the most beneficial because then I could be like, oh, I know which ones are higher. I'm going to take those because obviously that matters in the end. Yeah, I like the Venom ones. You can look at, um, you can take all the loot from one, one uh, Spider-Man card or you can look at any of the unveiled, unrevealed Spider-Man card before yeah uh, the loot on us yeah which is pretty that's pretty awesome yeah venom will seem really powerful my guy's pretty good too because technically i could use all those <laughs> that's true <laughs> non-permanent abilities though i think but still like some of the non-permanent ones are pretty awesome okay so what was your strategy for this game since i had uh, a lot of the black market cards um utilizing those to my advantage so really trying to find the ones that hurt you guys the most so I think when I uh, was able to remove, I think I removed your player marker and put mine right at the top. So I was the first person to pick the yeah, loot. Yeah, oh, that was killer. <laughs> that was killer. I used a couple where I was able just to take the loot uh, when you use it. So that was kind of cool. But just as a note, you take the loot, you put a black marker card down, and then basically no one gets that turn order of choosing loot after the heist is completed. Right. But yeah, no, I did see some power. Like I, those cards are pretty powerful. So I did see a lot of good things with that and you could have messed with us totally in the end because you had so many yeah and that was one thing with the the rule book they don't really ex- explain too much how the black market cards work as far as strategy goes but i feel i figure once you're playing and you can figure out that you need to strategize these cards well for your hand yeah we're not going to metagame this and read all of them but yeah yeah i'm assuming you if you did play it enough you would know what a powerful one of those is you know what i mean yeah um, my strategy was to uh, work with you guys, with you and Brittany, to beat the game. <laughs> I didn't even really, I didn't really think of it as competitive until we actually finished. So, like next time going in, I think like, okay, yeah, I want to get a character so I can see more of the numbers on the board, and I probably want to save more black market cards so I can mess with you in the final battle, so I can use the final battle to my advantage. And maybe even make us lose. I kind of like making us lose. I like that aspect. Just like if you can't finish the heist, like everyone loses. Yeah. That's cool. There was something I saw. I think it was like remove. I think even when the characters had it, you can remove people's tokens from the abilities they played on. And that's kind of huge because then you're like, oh, I have to go back and beat. <laughs> this is an order. The ones you remove. Oh, but, but you can't play ability cards in the final heist. Oh. <sighs> I think I think I might have had like a I think I might have actually I don't know I'm not gonna quote myself on this I thought I had a black market card that let me do that so oh. but you can play black market cards on the final heist so if you had a lot of them you'd want to play them yeah try and like get yourself up in the turn order and so forth like that one that's like I know you can replace take some one off replace with with your own marker and mm-hmm. I'm like oh that's pretty cool mm-hmm. totally like get an advantage right but anyways my strategy was to to play with you guys and you know have some fun I didn't really care if I won. 
Yeah. I mean, of course I cared, but because uh, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy playing with you and your wife. It was fun. How long did it take to learn? And how long do you think a replay session would take? So just as a note, we played three players. Right. So I feel like the three-player game went pretty quickly. I think total was an hour gameplay, and the, and the longest was doing the first heist, just kind of getting to learn the game. Um, I think if we played again, it'd be half hour, 20 minutes, half hour, easy. Yeah, I think setup was probably one of the longer parts of this game. Like yeah. the 10 with three players, it was like 10 minutes to set up, but then 20 minutes to play. Uh, I don't. The rules seemed a little bit hard to learn, but they weren't actually... Once, you know, like most games, you always expand the rules so everyone kind of understands it. But it was actually like once we got in the groove of playing it, we're like, oh, this is pretty, pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I didn't find the game difficult to play. Nah. And which was kind of cool. It's nice to play an easy game that I think in the, the scale of the game seems large, but it was very simple to play. Right. Cool. So like the difficulty of the game, like, I mean, there's two things to that. It wasn't difficult to play. The final heist could have been difficult right like mm-hmm. it could have been i think we we really nailed it mainly because we weren't trying to we weren't using as many black market cards as we should have been and we weren't really like we we're really just trying to beat it because <laughs> yeah. the idea seemed really hard how were the rules were they simple was yeah they're pretty you, straightforward is there anything you need like clarify to clarify on at all i think we had some issues with the black market cards at first we weren't sure if we had to draw or uh, play a black market token in order to play a black market card i think we realized afterwards you didn't need to because you can just play black market card and just do the text portion of it and not play for the loot we definitely thought we had to use a token to play the card but we didn't but it's okay i mean it didn't really detract from the game at all no i think afterwards we discussed that it might have we might have played a little bit differently right afterwards but i mean for our first our first time playing we play with the other guys now yeah we'll have a one-up advantage (laughs) to win to To win i mean you know we can uh join forces john and me and you can win and then just like split the loot yeah (laughs) (laughs) go into you know agreement did you find at any point there were like large decisions you had to make mainly when the spider-man cards wrote if i was like second or third into it kind of figure out what i would have to play um and then in the final heist looking at the skill sets that we had to achieve it's like okay what what can i do and then if you guys covered up what i can do it's like oh crap what i need to do something else you know what i thought the exact same i was looking for doubles i was constantly looking for the doubles and I was just like, oh, this is really hard. But I actually pulled one off. I saved it. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to here. Hopefully I can get it. And I did. And then Brittany got one, I think immediately or before. I think she got one before. And then I got the one after. And it was just like, okay, we're going to beat this. Yeah. Because we, we covered up two extra, which was pretty awesome. How engaged were you during the whole game? I feel like I was more engaged in my gameplay than I was when you guys were playing. I didn't really need to pay attention that much to what you guys were doing. I felt, I felt it like... A turn would go so quick. And there's only three of us. Yeah. So turns are going to go quicker. Obviously, with six, it's going to be double the length of time. But I didn't feel bored. Right? No, I was never bored. I just feel like I didn't need to pay attention just because there was the three of us. I was paying attention to what I had and what's on the board. So when something on the board changed, I'm like, I would change my thought onto what I was going to play. Yeah. So I guess I was engaged the whole time. I got a little bit disengaged, but I was just because I was trying to post something on our instagram and i was like i need to do it before i don't but you're doing a great job by the way media. <laughs> hopefully uh spin master games responds to that one i don't know we'll see <laughs> by the way good job at spin master games we do like this game yeah small small sub overview before we get to the overview part could you tweak this game to make it better it's a really 
hard question. I think we need to play it a lot more before. If there's anything I would change would be maybe add more of the um, special ability cards. So give like, I don't know, maybe 10 and then you have to randomly deal two and choose one. Oh, that's, I was just going to say just adding in an extra third card. Yeah, or whatever. Cool. Just act an extra, but you can only choose maybe deal two, choose one. Yeah. You know, have that little bit more of a randomness to it. Or even like a house rule could be if you had more of those action cards, I'm sure they're going to have an expansion for this. Yeah. Would be cool to have like, hey, now I have I can I have three choose two, right? Then you have actually more abilities that could actually change the game completely. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Brittany's chiming in saying that if we had an extra one time ability card and we had to choose between two, had a little bit more random because those are hidden from the game and actually quite powerful if used properly. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with that. Yeah. That would actually be really cool. Because then you have the two abilities you can use during the game, and you can make it. I know, I know the ability is supposed to be like this is your one-time shot, but then you don't know what they're gonna play. You know, they have these two powerful things. I would just say just having still having the one in your hand, but having two to choose from. Oh yeah, you're right. Because then the one, the one's permanent, one's not. So you know, yeah. they either have a permanent one or they have an action. So yeah, that's kind of cool. I agree. Yeah, that'd be a sweet. Uh, if you're listening, just give us uh, give us a nod. <laughs> if you ever want to do that. We'll play test it. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you recommend this game to? Who wouldn't you? I feel like anyone can play this game. It's simple. It's yeah. really simple. So, I mean, it does recommend age 14 plus. Eh, you know, 10. I, I think, like, I could have played this when I was 6. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think it's, uh, yeah, 10 would be, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, 10 and then. Who I, wouldn't? I actually don't think you play this with, like, anyone. Anyone. Yeah. If you like Maybe. board games. Uh, maybe someone who I don't know. Maybe someone who wants a lot of rules wouldn't like this, but yeah, maybe. But even then, I mean, like if you added in that variation we're talking about, then you could make it even harder. Yeah, right. it's a fun game regardless, right? So even yeah. and it's quick, so it can be a hey, let's finish the night on this game, or let's start the game. Yeah, I or mean, start the night with we this. saw it with three people it was twenty minutes. Yeah, right. So like six people an hour, right? So I think yeah, you're right. It's pretty like in our books that's quick, considering we played games that are like way longer. How excited were you to play this game? I was super excited. And, and how excited are you going to play it again? I'll play it again. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really want to bring it on Friday before we play uh, Trogdor and play with the other Have guys. them play it. Like yeah. have them have, have them do like games. a three-player game or something. And you can do it six, but it'll only take an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really sweet. Okay, so what was your overall impression? What would you, if you were to give it a board game geek rating, what would you give it? And what are your overall thoughts? I would give it an eight out of ten which is a, I liked it. We'll definitely play again. Like I said, it's quick and easy to learn. Quick gameplay. A little bit confusion with some of the, like one of the rules with Black Market, but that didn't detract from didn't anything. Detract, yeah. Like it was like, once we did figure it out, we're like, it actually added to the game because we're like, oh, we play this differently. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly could... different. We figured it out later, but. What I'm, about you? Same. I give it a solid eight. Uh, I'd recommend it to people. Uh, highly recommended actually because i think because it's quick and because it has a little bit of randomness with strategy and it's co-op but it's not so it has all these like cool elements to it and they really they really nailed it like presentation and art and, and it's accessible too right everyone knows spider-man you know maybe not familiar with all the villains not but my dad Actually, does? my dad does. Yeah, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Spider Man in the sixties was uh, oh, he's, the cartoon. My dad was born in the forties, so yeah, still, <laughs> still. Yeah, he know he knows he knows comics. You know, if everyone's familiar with you know at least Venom, uh, Green Goblin, so it's accessible and easy to recognize the characters. 
even if you don't, I still think like it's a good game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the game overall was good. And if you don't like, you know, they can create this game with a different superhero and be like, you know, hey, DC, I got this game idea. <laughs> I'm sure it's I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> knowing knowing how the systems work, I'm sure it's coming. Or like a variation. You're going to see it, right? Disney's uh, Sinister. Yeah, well, that's in Villainous. Kinda. Villainous 6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Villainous is, is similar. I mean, it's not similar at all, but, no. you know. But I do like that it's... Uh, it's not focused on the hero. It's focused on the villains. I like that. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like the anti-villain. Yeah. The heroes are the, the villains, which is yeah. kind of cool. Hey, we're just, you know, we're just a bunch of villains trying to get some loot. Yep. Why do you, why, why do you Spider-Man got to get in our way, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, expand, can you, you can see an expansion with this. I can see several. Yeah. Even just with the, the rules that we were saying. Yeah. So the ability cards, uh, adding more characters, you know, maybe adding different Spider-Man cards as well. Yeah. We have the Into the Spider-Verse characters, right? Add more yeah, of those. Spider-Man Noir. You yeah. have, uh, I didn't, I forget all them. Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig? Spider-Pig. What's Spider-Pig? Oh, look it up. <laughs> He's like the Looney Tune version of Spider-Man. Oh, really? Hilarious. <laughs> Expansion-wise, yeah, I could see. I'd be excited for it. Especially that one thing we just mentioned. We're going to take credit for it. <laughs> but you can use it for free because we want this game to sell because it's good or you can pass whatever <laughs> <laughs> we accept check uh <laughs> give us your money please yeah so overall it was great and this solid game and i thoroughly enjoyed it uh, it really has okay. me in its web oh <laughs> that was not forced <laughs> that was <laughs> question of the day yeah do you have one i do but do you have one no i have one okay if you were a villain any villain let's say yourself with super, with super villain powers and you're evil what superhero would you want to fight <laughs> it's a hard one right i mean sorry like batman's my my favorite superhero but do you want to fight batman do you want to lose to batman or do you want to win i guess that's the first part of that Depends on what my supervillain abilities are. I don't know. You tell me. You're the supervillain. You tell me what your supervillain abilities are. It's a loaded question. Now that now we're diving. Now we're in a different. It. Another question. That's like a separate. Ugh, I don't know. I never thought about being the villain. Okay, let's not be a villain. What superpower would you want? If you have any superpower. We talked about this already, didn't we? No, but I'm gonna twist it. I forget what I even said. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would like super strength or be able to fly. Okay, so super. Okay, say you had super strength and you're able to fly. So how Superman. would you be a villain? I'd probably just use that to my advantage. What would to, you? Do? Uh, what would you do? You know, rip open bank vaults, <laughs> take some money, uh, fly away with it. Fly away with it. Okay, now who would you fight? You're gonna have to fight some. Uh, then that would be. Uh, who would who would you be fighting? I guess who would be going after you? What what superhero would come after you? Well, probably Superman. Yeah. Yeah, you'd probably be like Superman's like brother or something, evil brother. Yeah. If it was Marvel, probably. I mean, Captain America is always like the just, the just one, right? Like, yeah. And he kind of has similar. Well, he can't fly, but you know, he has super strength and yeah. stamina, and he can run really fast. Well, there's always like a counterpart with each. So like Iron Man and Batman, rich, rich guys with the the tech, no yeah. actual superpowers. Why are all the evil people have tech, huh? 
text accessible <laughs> easy to manipulate oh yeah you could be a superhero without actually uh having the powers so right there cool. are there are there are there is real vigilante people that go around and try to fight crime in superhero get up in the real world yes that batman guy from toronto right I don't know if he like fights people in the street. He fights people, but but there's actual people that dress up in superhero costumes and like fight. Stop it! Yeah, look it it up. It's hilarious. No, stop it. This is like uh, what? What's that movie with uh, Nicolas Cage? Kick ass. Yeah, it's exactly kick ass. No, in real life, I'm gonna have to look this up later. I don't even believe this. No, yeah. How do you not get hurt? They probably do get hurt. They probably do get hurt (laughs) quite a bit. What about you? What would you? Uh, I think I said. And I'll stand by it. Teleportation. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how. Uh, I don't know. Well, for evil, I'd be robbing banks. But would you have to like either be it, be somewhere, or be able to see where you're going to teleport to? Oh, it? like I've been there before. Yeah. To tele- oh, that wouldn't be a very good villain. I haven't really. Well, mm. I've been. I traveled the world, so I don't know. I wouldn't be a very good bank robber i haven't been in bank vaults if that were the case i was just hoping i'd teleport anywhere that'd be pretty maybe sweet. walk through walls yeah and yeah. then teleport out i don't know nah just teleportation mm-hmm. anywhere i've been before so therefore i'd have to be a little bit more clever i have to use like social engineering to get into banks and yeah. stuff so like i could use uh high intelligence it could be like a high intelligence character convince people to go into their bank vault and I'm like okay cool I see what's here and then I could teleport in at night and steal everything there you go who would be my uh, who would be after me this is kind of a question for you more than me I don't have this knowledge this is where Batman would come and come yeah. and play his detective skills but I, got, I, but I got I got teleportation how's he gonna oh yes, he, he has tech he's got tech he's got tech he'd he's gonna invent out. teleportation isn't he he would figure it out yeah He'd be one step ahead of you. He would know where you're teleporting to and then have someone there. He's so smart. He's got a bat family. This is what happens when you're rich yeah. and good looking and own a Batmobile and no kung fu from a bunch of monks. Like that's the story they try to spin. Mm-hmm. Batman. I like to fight Batman though. He'd probably kick my butt. Maybe I get an autograph while he's beating me up. <laughs> yeah, he brands you like in the BBS. Yeah. From all of us at Friday Night Games, thank you for checking out our podcast. You can stream it on Spotify, Google Play, or visit our website at www.fridaynightgames.com. Also, please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Currently, we plan to release two to three podcasts a month, and we hope to keep you listening. If you have any questions or comments you want us to address on our show personally, please post one of our socials and we'll get back to you.